98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. John Campanero, Dave Burns here on the flagship home of the Arizona Cardinals, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. On Sunday, you'll hear their game against Carolina right here. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, he covers the Panthers for ESPN. We welcome him back to the show. We had him on last year when the Cards play the Panthers. David Newton, who joins us here on Burns and Gabbo. David, I hope this call finds you well. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing great. Just waiting for the hurricane to move into the Carolinas. Yeah, I was going to, I was right before we even talk football, let's talk about that and, and your area of the country, how specifically Hurricane Ian is expected to, to impact your world for the next few days. Yeah, I mean, Sunday, it looks like everything's going to be cleared out uh, probably by sometime Saturday. But uh, here along the South Carolina coast, it's uh, looking like it's going to come in around Charleston and pretty much direct path up through Charleston, uh, all through South Carolina and, and in Charlotte and in North Carolina. Um, I feel like the weatherman here. I'm not going to stand outside with the rain, though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, uh, it, 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 you never know with these things. I and mean, I've been through some. I was at Hugo way back in the day, and um, it pretty much not only devastated the South Carolina coast, it came all the way through Columbia, South Carolina, and Charleston, excuse me, in Charlotte. And uh, you, you saw major power outages throughout both North and South Carolina. I don't think you're going to have that one uh, here, but uh, you just never know with these storms of how they're going to respond and what trees are going to fall where and how much wind damage. So, yeah, I mean, it's something they're paying attention to. The team's already got plans as far as painting the field. They've got it painted for soccer and uh, football this weekend, knowing they may not be able to uh, get it redone. I mean, they'll probably they'll they'll get the the stripes off for of the soccer off from the soccer field for the football game. But uh, you know, their preliminary plans are kind of like they were a few weeks ago. When they were expecting heavy rains, or they may not be able to paint the end zones and things like that. And that's all kind of minor compared to the the things that people you know down the coast are going to have to deal with because that's where the biggest impact will be. I got a lot of friends in Florida, so we're us people out west. We're thinking about you yeah, guys. We're hoping, we're hoping for the best. Right. We're hoping safety. for the best. Let's talk some football. Are you surprised at the dominance that the Carolina Panthers have had over the Arizona Cardinals? I really am. I mean, last year was kind of a – it almost felt like a fluke thing between, you know, Arizona didn't have its starting quarterback in Kyler. The Panthers had Cam Newton that found a second life at least for a few plays and uh, was able to give them a spark, but that didn't last very long. Um, but, yeah, they, they've been really dominant. What, six straight and four in the regular season? I mean, it's crazy. So um, I'm not sure why Carolina has their number. Uh, there's not one – one real reason for it, maybe uh, playing on the road. I know Arizona's been playing better on the road the last year or so, so maybe coming here will make a difference. But uh, that that one's really confusing because I think Arizona's had the better football team for most of those games. Yeah, it's it's surprising. We looked back on it too when you look at the the quarterbacks, whether it's you know PJ Walker or Teddy Bridgewater or even the, the Kyle Allen game of a few years ago. But it does seem like it always comes back down to that Carolina Panther defense. And I guess one of the questions I would have for you, that that defense was all kinds of nasty last year. Does it have the same level of nasty this year so far, three games in? 
It's getting there. They looked a little vulnerable in the first game, particularly against the run, but they've tightened that up. They've done a good job the last past two weeks, you know, with Saquon Barkley two weeks ago and again last week with Alvin Kamara. They really shut them down. So that part seems to be straightened out. They have a lot of speed uh, on the edges. They have a lot of speed and, and talent in the secondary. If they keep those guys healthy, they had a couple of cornerbacks go out during the game uh, last week, but they're both ready to go this week. So I, I think they've got some um, people on that defense can give you know the Cardinals some problems, and, and that speed's the one thing they'll need with Chase and Kyler Murray around. We talk a lot about Christian McCaffrey. The last couple of games, he's played really well. He didn't practice, I think, today or yesterday, and it's a quad injury, and he's going to be okay. To me, it's the passing game. He killed the Cardinals last year. He had 10 receptions in the game. They had nobody that could cover him. Isaiah Simmons was a mess. If he, if he plays this week, it'll probably be Jalen Thompson. I don't think it would be Isaiah. But give me an update on what you're hearing about McCaffrey. He's had a lot of injuries over his career. But he did play well the last two games. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen him since Sunday. I mean, he's not been in the locker room when the media's been around. He's not been on the field when the media's around. He hasn't practiced in two days. You know, he had a quad injury at the end of the 2020 season. He missed the last four games with that. And those soft tissue injuries have been something that's really uh, bitten him the last couple of years. I mean, he missed 23 of 33 games the last two years, and all of them were soft tissue. And this is another soft tissue. So uh, he's going to be real careful with it. The team going to be careful with it. It would surprise me if he didn't play. Uh, I think the team's still optimistic at this point, but uh, we didn't hear from Matt Rule today. We'll hear from him tomorrow, so we'll get a better line on that. But uh, the fact that he didn't practice today was probably a uh, a pretty key thing because you know he's been getting Wednesday as a rest day, but Thursday's been a full go, and that he wasn't even out there today just has, gives you reason to pause and say he may not be able to play. So if they don't, they'll go to Chuba Hubbard and they'll go to Dante Foreman. Uh, Foreman was the guy that you know stood up last year and uh, playing for Tennessee when Derrick Henry went down. So they feel confident that they have some capable guys. But you're right, there's. There's not neither one of those guys can do what Christian McCaffrey does. He's had two straight 100 yard games rushing. He really hasn't been involved in the passing game as much as you thought he might be. Uh, a lot because I, I, Baker Mayfield is not a guy that looks at the check down as much. He's a guy that keeps his eyes downfield more, trying to make the big play. And he, he even though Christian's lead the team in receptions, it kind of speaks poorly of it. The fact that he only got 10 catches in two games, three games. So yeah. the team just really hasn't had much of a passing game at all. And not to have Christian is going to really impact that. We're uh, seven minutes into our conversation with David Newton, who covers the Panthers for ESPN. And yeah, that's the first time we've brought up Baker Mayfield at all. So let's have a Baker Mayfield conversation. I, I thought the Panthers were, and they still very well might be, it's only three games, but very much a potential play playoff team in the NFC with the addition of Baker. He's obviously really dramatically struggled so far. What's the current confidence level that those struggles are just kind of based and still acclimating himself to everything and that he'll eventually be better there? Yeah, confident-wise, you don't see Baker impacted. I mean, I, I, I still sense that he believes in what he's doing and he's going to get things turned around, but production-wise... It's just not there. I mean, he's headed for statistically the worst season of his career, and not just a lot a little bit, by a lot of bit. I mean, he's last in the NFL in total quarterback uh, rating. He's 
31st and his completion percentage at 51.9%, which the one thing they thought they were getting out of Baker Mayfield was a more accurate passer, and they haven't gotten that. Um, everywhere across the board, third down, he's, he's down there near the bottom. He's only completing 50% on third down, and the Panthers in general have been really bad on third down, and he's his number of off throws, uh, off target throws has been really bad too. I mean, he's at 20, 21 and change, and uh, that said, I think the worst he'd had in his career before. His average was like seventeen point seven or something. So every across the board, he's just not playing well. Uh, I think a little bit of it has to do with those first couple of games. He was under a lot of heat because the offensive line did not perform, and I think that's got in his head a little bit. And he's not. He's he's got happy feedback. There he gets back and he, he starts moving before he really has to because he feels like he's not going to get the protection. He's got a left tackle that's a rookie that's allowed some really big sacks in games so far this year. So um, uh, there's a lot going wrong there. But Baker's at least the last couple of games played better as far as the turnovers. He didn't make one in the last game, and um, from that standpoint. That was a positive for them. They, they've got to play clean football for them to have a chance to win. But if he doesn't have Christian in there, I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, last one for me. DJ Moore has been a dynamic receiver these last few years. Seven receptions in three games. What's missing with that connection between Baker and DJ Moore? I actually asked Baker, I mean, excuse me, DJ that today, and he didn't have a really good answer. He said they've all got to get on the same page. I mean, there was a big play last week on third and six. And DJ ran a really good route, was wide open, and Baker just completely missed him. I mean, there was no reason. He had a clean pocket. So they're just not connecting. And it's not just him. I mean, the same thing with Robbie Anderson. He's just not getting the ball to his key receivers out there. I mean, if you look at the biggest play of the game on Sunday, he, he completed a 67-yard touchdown to um, LaVisca Chanel. And he LaVisca was the first game playing, and he caught the ball a yard behind the line of scrimmage. And then there was a couple of you know, guys diving at him and missed him, and then he outran everybody. And the last person I expected to outrun a team was LaVisca because he's not known for his speed. So he um, take that away, and Baker was pretty dreadful out there. So I, he's, they've got to figure that out because in the NFL, you, you you can win with a good running game, but you, in the league today, you got to have that passing game to survive long-term, and they just don't have it right now. David, we appreciate the time, again, especially with that hurricane bearing down on everybody. Uh, truly, what Gambo said, I echo. We wish nothing but safety to everybody in that region of the country, so stay safe over the next couple of days. We appreciate your time. We truly do. Thanks a lot, and tra- travel safe this way. All right, thank you. David Newton, ESPN Carolina Panthers reporter, joining us in the Arizona Sports Line.